0: Hello, this is Revel, and you are listening to Revelations, celebrating your potential. In keeping with this month's theme of health through the holidays and beyond, my returning guest today is author, raw food chef, workshop leader, and now restaurateur, (laughs) Alyssa Cohen. (laughs) Welcome, Alyssa. Hi, Revel. Thanks. Good to be back. Well, That's great having you. Uh, a lot of people have been asking, well, next when are you can have her on again? Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a, a lot of people, let me see if this is what I wanted to go. Yeah. A lot of people who know you're going to be on today have emailed me with questions and I should ask you yet, since this show is about celebrating one's potential. Okay. I want to go a bit deeper into your background, if I may. Okay. Okay, so go in, going into as much or as li- little detail as you wish, mm-hmm. could you give us some background on how you perceive your childhood to, be, to have been? And the reason I'm asking this is because I'm curious how successful people get to be so, since uh, so many are blaming their parents for why they're not, you know. And <laughs> what I'm finding that is that most successful people have less than ideal childhoods. Yeah. So would wow, you say your right. parents were... Starting
1: right out with the deep question. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, we'll get to the
0: lightweight stuff, you know, like your restaurant and all this stuff. We'll get to all that right? after. <laughs> but right. would, would you say your parents were or are supportive of you wanting to do what you want to do?
1: Yeah, that is one thing. Um, I'm the youngest of five children, so I always had a pretty strong will. <laughs> mm-hmm. And... Um, Yeah, my parents have always been really, really supportive. I mean, when I was younger, I did a million different things, from I was a hairdresser and studied in um, London with Vidal Sassoon and, you know, then switched to bartending and, you know, I've done, you name it, I've done it. Um, Yeah, we can all
0: imagine you as a bartender. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I was always drinking my carrot juice behind the bar. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) I did the bar
0: thing myself.
1: (laughs) But I've done a little of everything, but I feel like it all kind of preps me for you know what i what i wanted to do later in life but they were always really good i mean they were always really supportive and even when i turned vegetarian when i was young you know when i was like 15 16 they were really good with it which um you know we owned delis so um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't quite go
1: right right so they yeah they were always really you know they never gave me a hard time about it and just kind of let me do what i wanted to you know wanted to do so that was really um a big thing
0: yeah yeah that's that's amazing because yeah. you're one of the few people who've come on the show and who said that really yeah most of most people who've come on the show have had less than ideal parents uh one woman who works with a, appreciation that's what her main thing is mm. uh she told me her parents always criticized her especially her mother so uh, it's it's interesting. I, I like to f- hear people's stories, you know, and and see how they get to where they are.
1: Yeah, I mean, my parents were, you know, they're kind of. I mean, they're right. they're a lot older. They were older when they had me, and um, I, um, I was never valued for so much. Um, I, I think I was never really encouraged to go out and conquer the world. It was more, you know, like how cute you are and how you're going to get by on that. But they never. You know, stopped me from doing things and kind of just be like really creative and all the weird things I did. They kind of just let me do it.
0: Do you think so that's I think, the, Do you, you think know, that's... through
1: my own experimentation, uh, you know, kind of formed my personality and I kind of wanted to prove myself, you know, because I was the youngest and so I was kind of always my own person, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, oftentimes being the youngest can be a detriment.
1: Mm. Because
0: they're always babied and But now the other hand is They've had four And so it's like No, go ahead You go ahead and do it Because you know, <laughs> right. I've already had You can do what had. you want Just
1: don't kill yeah. yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <really. laughs>
0: That's how it was <laughs> Yeah, and don't bother us much <laughs> Right <laughs> Okay, now you have a very supportive partner in Dennis Yep Has he always been that way? What What has changed over the time you've been together?
1: Um well, I thought you were going to say, has that always been that you've always been with people who are supportive?
0: Okay, let's start with that.
1: Yeah, and I and I wasn't. I mean, I would, um, you know, I was always looking for somebody who would be into what I'm into, and then I would end up with people who, who weren't. I mean, they had other things in common, like bodybuilding or things like that, you know, the fitness part of it or something right. like that. But, um, and and it was difficult. I mean, it definitely, you know, I always did what I wanted to do, but then I just never felt as close. You know, eventually I just never felt that total connection with someone. Sure. So it was great when I got together with Dennis because um, I know you've read the story on my site about me and Dennis, how I knew him, you know, 18 years ago, and uh, we dated for two years, but he was so different. I mean, he had a whole different life. I worked for him at his bar and restaurant. And he had a whole different lifestyle. So we went our own ways, and I didn't see him for 15 years, and um, he called me out of the blue three, years, uh, three and a half years ago. hmm And I said to him the day we got back together, the day we met again, I said, you know, what are you going to do, start meditating with me and eating raw food? And he said, yeah. Whoa. And he was, yeah, he was, well, they gave him a year to live because he had hepatitis C and cirrhosis of the liver and they said he had a year to live if he didn't um, take interferon. Okay. So he was ready for a change and um, it was really cool. You know, he just, he changed his entire life. So um, I think we talked about that a little bit.
0: Yeah, time yeah, we too, did. But
1: um, you know, it's been really cool because he—it's nice not having to. I mean, I'm pretty—I'm a pretty driven person, but it's nice having somebody else in the days that I don't feel like inspiring myself. <laughs> you know, sure. He inspires sure. me, so it's yeah, it's great.
0: Sure. Yeah, I've—I've I've, I've, well, as we said, I've got the same thing in Bo.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what What is Dennis's role, his and your current success right now? What What does he do for you?
1: Um, well, he does a lot. He does all the stuff that I don't want to do. <laughs> sure, as well he should. <laughs> um, you know, he does all the financial stuff and paperwork and stuff that I hate.
0: <laughs> okay, so you kind of balance each other out. And does he does he like that, doing that?
1: He does, and I mean, even when I when we first started, when I started selling my book and I was doing a lot of seminars, he would get everything together and set everything up and do all the like behind the scenes stuff. Right And um, even when we'd go into a place He would, you know, physically do like all the, the hard work And then I would go and talk and schmooze with people And, and you know, at first I used to say to him I'll introduce you And he'd say, please don't I don't want to talk to anyone You know, he likes being behind the scenes so That mm-hmm. worked out perfect <laughs> Oh, yeah
0: Well, that's And even great. with the
1: certifications He goes over at like 5 in the morning And makes all the juices and the salads And cleans up And, you know, does all that stuff So it's it's a really nice balance Wow Yeah
0: Wow yeah, I mean, I think
1: if I had somebody else who was hogging the limelight, it wouldn't be a good thing.
0: <laughs> no, I th- I, th- I, th- I know of some people who can do that balance where um, they can both be in the yeah. limelight at the same time. Yeah. But I have an intro I'll, I'll interview one of them a couple next next month. Mm. Uh, Scott. Yeah, and-
1: that can work. But it's it's nice with Dennis and I because he has no dis- he just is so supportive of me. Yeah. And, you know, it just takes care of all the behind-the-scenes stuff, so I can go out and do what I do best.
0: Exactly. That's what that's a and I do. He does all my uh, cyber work and everything else, all yeah, the techie stuff. Great. Yeah. So since so many use excuse, they would could do better if they had a partner. Do you think it's absolutely necessary?
1: No, not at all. I mean, I just got back together with Dennis three and a half years ago, and, um, you know, I think if you really have the desire and the drive and, you know, you're passionate about what you're doing... People show up in your life. I mean, I would have you know, before Dennis I had really good friends and you know, people who would come into my life and just help me for certain periods of time. So you know, I, I don't think you can use that as an excuse. I mean it's it's nice to have that person be someone that you're so close to. Right. Like a husband or, you know, someone sure. you're living with. But um you know, I don't think it's essential.
0: No, but I think like what you said is very very uh, appropriate because Mm. what we're doing right now, we're doing, especially on rawfoodtalk.com, we're doing a lot with abundance. We're doing a lot with appreciation. Mm. And there's something going around called the prosperity game. Mm -hmm. And so with all of that, that's basically what you're saying is start with doing what you want to do, and you will attract absolutely the people you need in your life whether it's a soulmate or whether it's uh more friends who do who are into what you're doing
1: absolutely and i think that's the way i create and i think it's so much easier you know i think a lot of people wait for the right circumstances and the right people and you know money to do certain things and then they don't do it and they use that as an excuse and i've always done it the kind of the opposite where i you know had an idea and a thought and a, a passion to do something and i put it out there and i tell everyone and I act as if, and then things show up. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Um, Now, many people I coach tell me because they're married, they have children, et cetera, cetera, they just don't have to do time to do what they want. Mm. What what advice would you give them?
1: Um, You know, time is a funny thing. I think time's an illusion. And, uh, you know, I work a lot with that in meditation, and I, I, you know, it's it's a technique calling stretching time. And. I think if, um, I think we just build our lives around, you know, certain, I think we build our lives a certain way, and sometimes we get so caught up in time, and I think there's always time. It's, you know, pri- first of all, priorities, you know, what you really want to create, and, um, you know, when it's important, the time appears.
0: Yeah, exactly, and you, you'll make it.
1: Yeah, definitely, and, you know, there's a lot of things we do. Little things during the day, you know, half an hour here, an hour there, where people waste a lot of time.
0: Oh yeah, oh and yeah. Not
1: just like relaxing and taking a break. I mean, that's that's important, but you know, just wasted time where
0: hanging well, out it's on forums. 4 o'clock, you don't know where your day went, you know. Yeah, exactly, hanging out on forums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Hanging out on the Food Talk board. <laughs> Putting <Pretty> reported spam. <laughs> right. I mean an
1: hour or two a day is good, but ten hours maybe a little excessive.
0: <laughs> yeah, or playing computer games or whatever, yeah. you know, even spending you know, and I've I've told people and and these are people you know who who are on raffut talk and various mm. other people that just take 15 minutes a day. Right. Just 15 minutes a day, you put the focus into something you want, and the universe will start providing for you.
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, sometimes when, and I'm not, it's funny because I'm not a big one for lists and things like that. I tend to, you know, wing it uh, mm-hmm. mostly. But, you know, sometimes I notice all of a sudden, like, I have a day that I think, wow oh, I wasn't very productive today. And, you know, if you're not organized, if you're not writing down really, you know, if you don't have it clear what you're trying to create that day, you, you really, all of a sudden, the days fly by.
0: Exactly. you don't even
1: know what you've accomplished. You exactly.
0: Know? And we'll be right back. Welcome back. This segment of Revelation, Celebrating Your Potential, is brought to you by Com. Book your travel with someone you know. <laughs> we know who that is. Uh, so, a lot of people are talking about writing books. Mm-hmm. Now, you wrote a major, major book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think a lot of people really don't have any understanding because they go, well, that's a really expensive book mm-hmm. at $30. And I just did my own Smoothies and Smoothies book, which is only 64 pages, and it's fairly small compared to yours. Um, we can multiply that five or mm-hmm. six times. <laughs> <laughs> and that took a lot for me to put together mm. and uh, you know, really put the focus into yeah. Tell, tell, could you tell us your journey? Where, where, how did you d- get that together, and where did you go with it? What, did you ever just stop and say, I can't do this anymore?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting journey. I, well, really, I, I planned on writing a book, and I kept saying, I'm going to write a book, I'm going to write a book, I'm going to write a book, and then I'd get sidetracked, and I'd do a million other things. And then I said, okay, I've really got to sit down and write this book. And I realized, first of all, I'm not a writer. Second of all, I didn't even know how to really type. I mean, oh, no, I was typing with my, you know, my two fingers, oh, my God. which I still do to today. I mean, I'm really quick though, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when I sat down to do it, I thought, Oh my God, this is a huge undertaking. And I did my recipes first, but I had to, you know, really go back and forth with those and go over them quite a bit. And then I just sat down and started writing and writing and writing. And um, it was an interesting process because. A lot of people showed up in my life to help me, which was great. And I had a woman who, was, um, who I helped a lot with you know, weight loss and healing. And her husband is a brilliant guy, and he is a professor. Um, and he said, you know, I'll, I'll edit it for you. I'll go over it. And I had a couple people do it. And when I gave him the book to edit, I was, he gave me back a few chapters. Um, you know, he was going to give me back a few chapters at a time. And when he gave me back the first few chapters, there was red markings on everything, just <laughs> completely crossed out, and I was crying the whole time I read it. And I was horrified, and I thought, oh, my God, I mean, I can't write a book. Who am I to write a book? This, is, this must be horrible. You know, and then the next day, I woke up, like, enraged. I had the exact opposite, like, who was he to tell me what to write, you uh-huh. know? <laughs> uh-huh. And it's funny, it brought up a huge range of emotions. At first I, you know, really felt less than like who am I to do this and then like I said I got angry and um,
0: So you took this all personal?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was personal because it was really my um, you know, especially the first half of my book is a lot about, you know, it's like stories and um I really wanted it to be good. I wanted it to impact people's lives. And, okay, but
0: let me let me be clear here on this. Yeah. This is this is a mental emotional thing. Mm-hmm. By personal, I mean, yes, it is personally you doing this, and it is about you personally as far as the book goes. But he would have done this for and with and to anybody he who asked him.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: So it, it really wasn't a personal attack on you.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. And it was great. I mean, in the long run, it made me think okay well then if he doesn't think this you know this chapter sounds good or it's not written well and you know that I'm just going to write it better and it just made me reach deeper inside of myself to do a better job there you go you know to be clearer so um it was good but it's I couldn't believe how um how much how much energy it took to write this book
0: uh huh
1: and you know <laughs> it was long. I mean I was trying to get a certain message across and a certain vibe and you know plus getting the information out so it was a long process, and there were many times that I was just slumped over my computer having a nervous breakdown, thinking, I can't do this anymore, you know?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, whatever the price of this book, 30 mm-hmm. bucks, 50 bucks, whatever, mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is, this is your heart and, and soul you put into this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is your life energy. Yeah, yeah, it
1: was. It was an accumulation of, you know, 20 years of working with people and information and and putting it in a way that I thought it would affect people, you know th- there were so many there's so many different ways to write a book and give the information sure so yeah it was it was quite a process, and um you know it's a huge book I mean there's three hundred recipes, and so to me that you know it wasn't a very um, large amount to pay you know
0: oh no, <laughs> you, know, no. And, you know
1: people forget what it takes to produce the book and all that so. they don't
0: know that's why yeah. I wanted you to put that out there. They have no. Idea. Oh,
1: it's a ton! It's a ton of resources and money. Just and especially a book that size to actually just the the actual cost of publishing it is huge.
0: Yeah, because you've got a lot of four colors in there, and that's yeah. that's really expensive. Your jacket, yeah. you know, the co- the covers, outside covers are yeah. very expensive. The time you put in. Oh, definitely. And we'll continue in a moment. Welcome back. This is Revel Revity, and my guest today is Living on Live Food author. Alyssa Cohen. Alyssa can be reached through her website, AlyssaCohen.com and her name is spelled A-L-I-S-S-A, correct? Correct. One L, two S's. Yep. AlyssaCohen.com or you can email her directly at Alyssa at AlyssaCohen.com If you forget that, you can find all this information on the CelebratingYourPotential.com webpages. Okay. Um I've been keeping everybody waiting and I'm not going to wait any longer. <laughs> You've recently been on the Tyra Reed show. For those who don't watch... Tyra Banks show. Tyra Banks. Wow, where did I get Reed? (laughs) I don't know. I guess I don't watch the show. (laughs) (laughs) For those like me who don't watch TV or had a chance to watch it, would you give us an overview of what the show was about?
1: Yeah, sure. I was on the show. I don't know if we spoke about this last time. I was on the show. I think I told you I was going to be on it. Right. Um, But I was on with Jillian Michaels from The Biggest Loser. And Dr. Ian Smith from Celebrity Fit Club, and we each were teamed up, were paired up with two people each to work with, and um, we put them on our diets. And the whole thing was, it's called Diet Wars, and it's to see who wins, um, who loses the most weight. So I went back. I just actually went back and taped last week uh, the final, um, the final, you know, taping.
0: Okay, are we going to get a sneak preview here.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you one, but I will tell you that one of my girls lost the most weight out of anybody.
0: Yay! Yeah, so that was
1: really cool. So, it's yeah, it was good. It was really good. So, they're going to probably that's probably going to air sometime. They said sometime in the beginning of January, but who knows, it keeps changing, but I'll keep people posted.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um there was there was talk on your uh Raw Food Talk forum about some kind of Attitudes that the other people were presenting and stuff, and yeah. What, what, they, if you could, if, is there anything you want to say about that now?
1: Well, you know, Jillian Michaels is kind of known for her tough exterior, mm-hmm. and uh, on the first show, they were f- literally fighting with each other, and um, oh, she and know, he? kind of going back and forth. And that's just not my personality, so I didn't really, you know, I, I wasn't getting into it with them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time it was interesting because Jillian Michaels was, um, uh, not in the best mood because her the two people that she had didn't uh, lose didn't hardly lost any weight. So they kinda went at it again and you know, that's just their personality. They have those T V personalities, you know. So everyone was saying, oh, you're so laid back compared to them. But I think anyone would have looked laid back compared to
0: them. <laughs> exactly her. <laughs> now, now, were they encouraging you to... To fight? To fight or yeah. something? Yeah.
1: Well, I was sitting with Jillian before the show. You know, they're different off, off camera. And she said, oh, yeah, my agent told me to fight. And I said, what? He said, I'm not fighting with you. <laughs> and the two of them, it was really interesting because both, um Dr. Ian and Jillian were talking to me... Um, for, you know, the longest time behind uh, the camera Before the show and after the show and in between About raw food mm-hmm. And it was really cool Like the whole, this cameraman came up to me and said Hey, I just want you to know my father healed himself of raw food And one of the girls that Dr. Ian had Came up to me and said I wish I got you because my mother-in-law healed herself of raw food So it was really interesting And one of the producers went raw And she had lost a ton of weight by the time I came back
0: Wow. And
1: like there was this whole buzz behind the scenes And this other this other camera guy um, is a chef And he got my book and he came up to me and said oh, I've been making some of your recipes So it was really funny How cool is that? Yeah, it was really neat I thought this is what they should have taped This is the real stuff, you know
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> Instead they, they want to create some kind of controversy Because it sounds like everybody was supporting you instead it's,
1: Yeah, they really were But, you know, those shows are all about controversy, you know
0: well, yeah. Who would watch it if it was really something where people are actually real? Right. I know. <laughs> I know. And
1: you know, a lot of people said to me, "Oh, I didn't like the name of the show, The Diet Wars, and yeah, I didn't like you know, that. controversy." But hey, it's getting it out there. I mean, I don't care. in what way? You know, at least people are going to be have access to the book and DVD and and the information, and then they'll search it out. So.
0: Okay, now I'm going to ask you something, and you can just say no comment or oh. um...
1: <laughs> rebel. <laughs> <right, go> <laughs>
0: You're really putting me on the spot. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> this is my show. You know, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. Now go ahead.
1: I'm up for a 1st <laughs> Well, you
0: said the, the one lost the most weight. What, what happened with the other? Oh,
1: um, well, she... it was interesting. She she didn't, I mean, she lost some weight, but she, um, she didn't do the diet. And it was interesting because when she came out on stage, they both, they, like, burst through their pictures, and they were both sitting there. And Tyra actually said to me, well, Alyssa, how do you explain You know, Sarah didn't lose weight and Josie did And I said, well, it's easy to explain Josie did the diet mm-hmm. And Sarah didn't, it's not that she did it and failed She literally didn't do the diet I mean, I talked to her all the time And she was, you know, eating cooked food Like a lot of it, you know Sure And pigging out and, do, you know, not doing the diet She just couldn't wrap her brain around it But I don't think she would have done any diet I mean, she just wasn't ready to make the commitment You know, she. I think it like you know, just really pushed her buttons, and sure. she wasn't ready to do it, and
0: yeah, you went, know. And went into overwhelm and didn't couldn't yeah, deal with it. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then the last week, she kind of started to panic and start, tried to do a juice fast, and then you know how that is—like when yeah. you're not in the space to do that. She, you know, was really struggling. So,
0: oh, poor thing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, is that brought up on the show at the end well, next week? Uh,
1: a little bit, but you know, they didn't really go into the whole thing. Um, yeah. I wanted to explain that. You know, I wanted to say that about, you know, it wasn't the raw food diet. She just, I don't think she was ready to do any diet. And I think it's, with a lot of people, it's not just the physical. I mean, you got to be mentally prepared to not just go on the diet, but change your life and have a different, you know, live your life differently. But there wasn't much time. So, you know, it's its very short when you're on stage. It goes by so quick.
0: That's why I wanted you to come here and say that. I wanted yeah. you to talk about this. Yeah. So that people know that it wasn't the diet. It, it was her mental Oh, definitely, um, yeah. Where she was mentally. Yeah. Uh, what about the other two? Did they? Uh, did all of them, the other four, go on to the um, whatever diet they were given?
1: They Yeah, Dr. Ian's team did really well, but they were working out twice a day. I mean, they were just determined to win, you know. Okay. And they were actually great. They were really nice. They were talking to me before and after. I loved them. They were really sweet, and they took pictures with me after, and they said, you know, we want to try your diet, because t- Dr. Ian had come up to my girls when we first got them on the first show, and he said, if you guys do this, you'll win. Because he puts his people on a nine-day juice fast, so he knows that the raw diet works. Okay. Um,
0: Wait, did the, jo- Josie exercise at all?
1: Not at first. She didn't for the first month, and then after she did because she just had so much energy. Excellent. Yeah, she looks unbelievable. She looks better than Tyra.
0: Okay. Really? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, she's six feet tall, so she came out. In these high heel boots and dre- and I mean, the audience was flipping out.
0: Wow! Yeah,
1: and Tyra's mouth dropped. I mean, she looks—she's a knockout. She looks like, unbelievable.
0: <laughs> and now um, you've got something else going on, and I believe Josie's going to be assisting you. Is this correct?
1: Yeah. Okay. Raw food restaurant.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Very exciting. Now you live in Maine. The restaurant is in New Hampshire.
1: Yeah, it's only like six minutes from me. We're right over the border, so. The restaurant's in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which is like 50 minutes from Boston, Mass. hmm And um, so it's really accessible to, you know, a lot of different locations. And Josie is, she's a, actually a professional chef who's really well-trained. And um, now that she's raw, I was joking with her, and I said, well, why don't you come be my raw food chef? And she said, okay. <laughs> 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 and she lives in Florida. She, I mean, California, she has two kids and a husband, and she's moving them cross-country to... Um, be my head chef, so...
0: Well, that's just what you did.
1: Yeah, You yeah. were living in
0: Laguna, and you moved all the way up to Maine. Right,
1: right. So it's, yeah, it's cool. It's excited, and it's going to be a really cool place.
0: Now, how's your husband dealing with it?
1: Um, <laughs> I think he's just along for the ride. I'm not too sure. <laughs> he's actually from New York, I think, so he's used to the cold weather and stuff.
0: <laughs> you don't get used to cold weather. Uh, I'm kidding, actually, because we got, we got a space down in Anza, which is... Uh, 4,000 feet above sea level, and mm. they just had snow. Oh, and wow. So when I go down there, now I'm from Connecticut, Oh so yeah. oh. I remember cold. yeah, but well, you... it's been like
1: 50 and sunny here, so actually the weather's been incredible. We haven't really even had winter yet.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's the way it is down there. It's, it's, I wake up and I feel refreshed because of the cold. Yeah. And yeah. you want to get out it's and you want to move. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, what what caused you to do the uh, restaurant thing? Oh, it was inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I
1: resisted. <laughs> well, you know, I grew up in the restaurant business my entire life. I mean, my parents owned big delis and restaurants, and I literally grew up in the restaurant business. I mean, I was there, you know, doing the cash register when I was seven years old, and uh, and Dennis, my husband, is um, he's owned restaurants and bars his entire life, like for the last thirty years. Wow. And he's opened, you know, like 25 or 30 of them. And his thing is like putting the deals together, building them out, and... And running, you know, really running them. So, you know, even all our friends were like, oh, you know, it's weird. You don't have a restaurant. <laughs> and we kept thinking, no, it's not weird. We know what it involves. You know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of work.
0: And Dennis really wanted to do this, right?
1: No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he was really. I mean, even when we were in Laguna, he kept. I kept saying, look at that little cute face. And he would say, please, no, no. <laughs> but it's really funny. I have... Um, I'm working with some producers right now, and they're thinking um, of even, they're, they're in touch with the Food Network channel and some other, he's kind of this like big name producer, and he's thinking of maybe doing like a show that um, involves the restaurant, and um, kind of getting that whole thing started, and then maybe something to do with my bed and breakfast and the certifications, and so that's kind of involved in it, too, um, and it's... It just seemed like the right, I was just walking downtown Portsmouth, which is like this really cool, funky, happening town, and I just said to Dennis, I can't believe there's not a raw food restaurant here. I mean, there's nowhere for us to eat here.
0: And I can hear him go, "Uh
1: (laughs) uh-oh. Yeah, well, he was. He kept saying, really, Alyssa, we don't have the time. I mean, you know, we're busy enough, and it's a ton of work, and I said, no, I'll get people to run it. I'm not going to be there all the time, And, and... well, I found the space and I found the perfect, the perfect location. And when I showed him, being a, the businessman that he is, he said, wow, that's a great location. And then I knew, you know, all I needed was that little <laughs> in, you know, <laughs> the little inkling of, oh, maybe this isn't a bad idea. And then I had him walked and then I just started talking and that was it.
0: <laughs> mm, mm, mm. You yeah. have moved really fast since I've known you. It's It's probably only been, I think I knew of you. Two years ago, I'd never heard of you before, but mm. I've been involved in in raw foods for probably five or six years total. Okay. And I went to Storm and Gingy's retreat just a uh, uh, just a little over two years ago, mm. I think in July. hmm And I picked up your book there, uh-huh. and then I ordered your book and yep. your DVDs. And in the last two 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 and a half <laughs> years, you have been kicking tush. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's really interesting. It's really a lot of it, you know, it's funny, I haven't really gone, I mean, I I created in my mind, you know, and I've I've been doing a lot of stuff, you know, that I have created, but even in terms of, like, being on the Today Show and the Tyra Show, they found me. I didn't even, you know, call them or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's interesting, things are just, you know, like I said to Dennis before, even with the restaurant, it literally just happened, because I kept saying, oh, maybe we should do it, and you know, he was like, Alyssa, we don't have the time, we really can't do it right now, and uh, you know how much work is involved, and then all of a sudden, I felt like things just shifted, and I found the location, and then all of a sudden, there was like this incredible energy around it, Mm -hmm. and, you know, things are just happening really elegantly, and I said, you know, I always say to him, look, I, I know when I'm on my right path, things just happen. Yeah. You know, so it's, you know, it seems, I mean, I have a friend that says, Always says to me, "Oh, you need a break. You're working so much. You're doing so much, but it doesn't feel like work to me because I love what I do."
0: And that's that's the issue, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And yes. It's... I mean, I love my life, and I'm, you know, my wife's so full right now. And you know, sometimes I realize I'm only sleeping three hours a night, but it's okay, you know, because I'm just so excited.
0: Yeah, and that keeps you going. And yeah. it's it. Um, um th- this is what I was saying about people who are. They complain that they, they want to do something other than what they're doing, mm. but they don't have the energy. And part of it is because they don't love what they're doing currently.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I've always said, see, I've always been the type of person that, um, you know, I've always said, well, I don't care if I live in a tent on the beach and have no money as long as I'm doing what I love. Yeah. Because that's the most important thing to me. I'm not, you know, if I were doing it for the money, I'd be doing something else, you know? (laughs) I mean, something a little easier, you know? Sure. we will uh, be right back, okay? Sure.
0: Welcome back. This is Revel Revity, and my guest today is Living on Live food author Alyssa Cohen. Alyssa, we were talking about your restaurant. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell us, Tell us more about it. What what are you going to have there? How's it going to look?
1: Okay, well, it's going to be, the whole thing is 1,400 square feet. So it's not a huge place because, you know, we'll, some of that will be kitchen and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to have a big takeout section. Um, so you'll be able to come in and, you know, get everything to go. Um, and there's going to be, with the part that I'm really excited about beyond the, just the raw food, is that there's going to be a really long um, bar. And it's going to be a smoothie, juice bar, and uh, healing tea elixirs.
0: Yay.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, also really cool drinks like um, uh, martinis, all different kinds of, you know, non-alcoholic martinis. What
0: what would something like that be made with?
1: Uh, Well, I just made one today with um, kombucha, lemon, and pomegranate seeds. Oh, my God. Yeah, so really cool stuff like that served in martini glasses and really funky drinks.
0: Okay, we're coming up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm really, that's the part I'm excited about, so... (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, well, you know, did you ever watch Bewitched when they used to go into the, um, I don't know if you ever used to watch that, but when I was little. No. They used to watch that and she used to go into this witch's shop, and they would get bat wings and all these powders and make these concoctions. I've always wanted a place like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
0: we've got bat wings and, yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: So that's going to be really cool. Uh, and you can sit at the bar, you know, like a regular bar, um, like a, a tea bar. Uh-huh. And then there'll be some couches and chairs and then, you know, dining tables. And we're going to have all, you know, all different kinds of raw food. I mean, Josie, like we were talking about, she's going to be the head chef, and she's amazing with the stuff she makes. Um, we're also going to have a tapas bar. So from, I'm not sure, but like probably 3 to 6 or 3 o'clock on, you can get tapas. I don't know what those are. So you know can what do a lot of taste testing.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And so it's like
0: you have a platter of various... Uh...
1: Yeah, just little, like more or derby stuff. Okay. Um, so you can go in for tea or a smoothie and tapas, you know, that kind of thing, instead of ordering a big meal.
0: Any test, le- lecture, uh, test lectures? Any um, lectures, guest lectures? Or anything uh, you like know, that? I
1: haven't thought about that too much because I'm going to do some other stuff out of there, like the 30 day challenge, which I'm excited about because I'm going to set it up that people can come in and get their food twice a week. Mm-hmm. So they can actually do the 30-day challenge and just have almost like, you know, how Jenny Craig and those types of places you go in and you pick up your food. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be that type of thing where you can go in twice a week, get all your food made for you, come in once a week and have, you know, like a little meeting, get weighed, that type of thing.
0: Okay, we're moving. <laughs> Good. We're coming out to make have you up here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm excited. It's it's going to be a cool place.
0: Yeah, it, watch everybody from Raw Food Togs be moving to Maine and <laughs> New Hampshire okay, because no, they want they want to be a, a franchise. A, yeah, food <laughs> th- well, that was the next question. Somebody did ask me ask her about franchise. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if it goes well, I mean, that's Dennis has already said, you know, if it does go well, we should open one in Boston. So, you know, and if it's going good, we would definitely consider doing that. Uh,
0: Alyssa. <laughs> California. <laughs> North <don't> Hollywood. <laughs> Pasadena, come on, you know, everybody's saying, no Texas, no Florida, (laughs) I know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but you got got to start someplace and take the baby steps, right, right, and you know that, yep, yeah, Yeah, so 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 you got I think
1: it's going to be really successful, I mean, the location is really, I couldn't have asked for a better location, it's on the main road in, right in Portsmouth, which is, um, it's this, you know, like I said, this really cool little happening town, and it's in this little square with, well, a big square with, tons of shops and millions of restaurants and, I mean, in the summer it's a huge tourist place and even in the winter, you know, there's just tons of people around and we're right on the main drag there.
0: Alyssa, where can people get a hold of you?
1: Uh, They can get a hold of me at Alyssa at AlyssaCohen.com or the 800 number, which is 888-900-2529 and talk to Deb, ask her any questions you need.
0: Cool. You know what? I thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Oh, thanks so much, Rebel.
0: Yeah, you're very welcome. Yeah. Well, we could chit-chat for a while. Yep. All right. So, that's our show for today. Next week, I'll be chatting about Celebrating Abundance. Be sure and check it out. If you are listening to this as a download or podcast, you can find out more at www.celebratingyourpotential.com. There you will find contact and sponsoring information. My engineer today is Eric of Stokes Audio. I'm Revel Revity Singh. Remember to revel in life and always play with your food. Bye for now.